Welcome back to Half the Battle. I'm your host as always, Daniel Levy. We're going to be talking to Ben Ten Wen. He's coming off the big underdog victory over Tim Elliott, performance of the night, and you know we had to catch up with him on Half the Battle. And then we're joined by Marlon Chito Vera. He's also coming off a performance of the night victory against Brad Pickett earlier this year. And now it just recently got announced that he's taking on Brian Kelleher in New York on the same card as Kelvin Gastelum versus Chris Weidman. So first up, Ben Ten Wen. Here we go. Joining me now is Ben Ten Wen. Ben, welcome to Half the Battle. What's going on, guys? Thanks for having me. Oh, it's my pleasure. So you're coming off the big win over Tim Elliott. It must be pretty exciting taking out a guy that highly ranked over in New Zealand. Yeah, man. Uh, it's just, just now, just still soaking in. I uh, haven't really uh, had that much time to really look back and think about it. But holy crap, man was uh one of one of the best moments i've had in my life so far so more to come oh absolutely i mean it was unbelievable let's talk about the head kicks first of all i mean they seem so perfectly timed was that something you noticed in the tape that he was maybe gonna dip his head to a certain side yeah uh me my trainers we all got together and we looked at tape and that's one of the first things we noticed was him liking to duck and duck to his right, like really lean, lean, uh, lean to his side, but not really move his body that much. So we knew his head was going to be in a good position for a head kick. So um, it was left. It was uh, a lot of left, left kicks, left knees, and man, we perfected that throughout camp, and then we hit him with it first thing. First, uh, I think I counted two seconds. I'll rewatch the fight. It was two seconds in. I hit him with that first left kick. That one connected, and uh, I think that one, from there on, it just it just threw him off his game. It kind of cascaded down to that submission win. Now, did you think you were going to go out there and tap out a guy like Tim Elliott? <laughs> I no, I, man. I was planning on going through a a war with him, and it was uh, it was it was quite surreal when it when it all happened. Um, actually. When I woke up that following night or that following morning, I um, I was like thinking to myself, "Was that a dream?" I was like, "Oh no, it wasn't." <laughs> it's was like, "Yeah, it actually happened." So um, yeah, I was really happy. Man, is that uh, the best you've ever felt inside the octagon that time and your last fight against Gian Herrera? Because that's the best you've looked, man. Yeah, uh, I I got so nervous for that fight, man. I that whole week was uh was just uh, a nightmare for me it was just a lot of um a lot of nervous energy uh, i think the night 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 before i was i was waking up in the middle of the night and just covered in sweat so um i was so nervous for that fight and and uh man i just just was able to once i got into the octagon i was just able to just focus everything just on that moment and Man, it felt it felt great. It felt I, I was on point as 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 as, uh, as everyone could see. Man, it's amazing you're able to channel it, you know, for the fight itself. But how do you uh, keep it together during fight week? Uh man, uh, I just it's just positive uh, thinking and and um, just gotta kind of self talk to yourself like, hey, this is. Uh, I'm I'm not getting nervous. I'm getting excited for something, you know, because it's it's almost like the same type of feelings. Uh, if you were to get like nervous for something and excited for something, so you just gotta just kind of redirect that energy into something 
happening that's going to be good, not bad. Now, what did you learn from the Lewis Smolka fight, man? Because a lot of people wouldn't come back the same, but other people such as yourself would come back better. You came back better. So what did you learn from that fight? Uh, I just learned from that fight like I, I that I need to improve myself uh, to get better every day. Like every day has to be, you know, what, what am I going to do next to get better? Like I felt like going into that Smolka fight, I felt like, you know, everything's going great. You know, there's no need to try to fix anything. Let's just keep doing what we're doing. And well, obviously, wasn't the right answer. So, going coming from that fight, you know, I just started doing um, a lot of things just to get better. You know, I got a mental coach to to help help strengthen my mind, and you know that that was probably one of the main things that really helped me. And it's something that I never really thought would have helped because I thought I was, you know, already mentally strong. I had like, I had like 20 fights up to that point, so I was like, yeah, I'm pretty experienced. You know, I can handle myself. But um, man, once I started w- working with uh, my mental coach Jeff Jordan from Fight Brain, he um, really, really uh, got got my uh, really strengthened my mind around it. Can you tell me yeah. about some of the things that you do with the mental coach, man? Because it sounds to me like his coaching is tailored for fighters. It is, uh, and that's what he does. Is um, he 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 handles a few athletes. Um, I think one of them he handles is uh, uh, Mr. Poirier, Dustin Poirier, and um, what he does is um, so I meet with him every week on Skype. Uh, we, we go back, we look back through the week and he asked me, he's like, Hey, what did you, what did you accomplish and how did it go? And, um, just asking me questions like that, just kind of reviewing the week and that what that does is it, it just helps, um, helps you remember all the, all the stuff that you did. Cause you know, you go through fight camp and weeks go by like days and you kind of forget like that you're actually putting in a lot of work. Uh, so that was one of them. Uh, another thing was uh, he's a hypnotist as well. So he actually we do some hypnosis uh, sessions with him. So we'll go through, we'll say like we'll we'll go through like a a whole um, a whole fight sequence. Like uh, we'll visualize going from the changing room to you know walking out to octagon to being in the in the octagon. And fighting and seeing exactly what you're gonna do, and it's almost like a, a way of visualization. But um, the way he does it, you know, he does it with uh, hypnosis. So he gets me really relaxed and in that state of mind where I can just really um, focus and feel like I'm there without being there. So once you get once you get into the octagon, it's not a big surprise. Like you see the big shining lights and and um, the people and you start to freak out a little bit but like i was you know i've been there a million times in my head but it felt like the same so that that was probably one of the biggest parts yeah it's weird it's like a it's like a virtual reality simulation type of thing so yeah that's incredible i was about to say it so it's like you've simulated the fights a hundred times already like you've already been there yeah that's that's exactly what it's it, it was for and you know we we uh, simulate it for success you know i'm always always visualizing myself winning man well whatever you've been doing keep doing it man cuz obviously it's been paying dividends and 
Ben, do you think that people sleep on your grappling at all? Because, I mean, obviously you showed flashes of it, you know, in the fight with Osklich. He's a D1 wrestler. The fight with uh, Ryan Benoit and most recently against Tim Elliott. Yeah, man. Um, I think a lot of people do uh, just because – but, um, yeah, just because all I do – all I mostly do is um, I like to strike for some reason. Like I, I think I because I, I grew up doing Taekwondo when I was young and just um, – just the striking comes more natural to me than, than grappling even though i work on my grappling so hard and so much that my grappling sometimes is better than my striking um so a lot of people you know i can't blame them uh, a lot of people don't see that part of me because I, I just naturally go back to my roots uh my kickboxing and my boxing and stuff so um yeah a lot of people do sleep on it uh, i feel like and uh, and um now, last fight was a uh, was a was a good example of that, and, and you know, submitting Tamale, who usually goes out and submits other people. Holy crap, man! It was just like uh, it, it was so surreal. I think um, I think the betting odds for me to win uh, by submission in the first round were like uh, it was like minus one thousand something. I don't I don't plus one thousand. Is, is that? Yeah, plus plus one thousand one hundred or something. <laughs> it looked really high. I've I've never bet on a fight before, but um, I, it looked really high. <laughs> so oh like, yeah, no, you were uh, you were the underdog there, man. You were the biggest underdog to win on that entire card, and you know, got no a, way. Yeah, got right? got a person, got a personally thank you for that, my friend. But yeah, no, that was a uh, did you bet on? Yeah, no, he definitely oh. came through there, man. So let me ask you this, man, because you know you were initially supposed to fight Joseph Benavidez. He had a pull. Are you trying to wait for him, or or you want to take someone else on? Because I mean, this guy Joe B, I heard he's got a torn ACL, so he's going to be out for a while. Yeah, man, I I, um, I still want to fight Just Benavidez at some point. It doesn't have to be now, but uh, I I still want to fight him at some point. And um, it doesn't look like he's going to be ready until next year. Sounds like so. Um, I might I might end up with a fight before that. So we'll see. I mean, does anything entice you? I mean, Ray Borg. You thinking about anyone in specific? Uh, nah, nothing really comes to mind. I've, I've I've read a lot of stuff on internet. You know, people saying, yeah, you know, I, I beat Tamelliate, who went to distance with the champ, and um, I, that I des- and I, and I deserve that title shot. So, I mean, that that's that's an option there. Just throwing it out there. <laughs> I always um I always will always take that opportunity but uh i know the division is a little bit shaken up right now with the way things are going with the whole tj and dj and ray borg thing and dana white threatening to shut down the whole division you know you never know i have I've no idea <laughs> what's gonna happen well that's a good point man and now that you bring that up let me ask you this man how far away do you think you are from a title shot i mean do you think you're performing on the level that you could go out there and dethrone demetrius johnson on any given night man i i feel like uh, i'm i'm discovering new and i'm just discovering how to perform my best inside such a high pressure situation like uh, like my last fight and um you know, I feel like, I feel like if I could do that, man, uh, I I can I can do a championship fight. And it's just, I'm just I'm just now discovering how to perform my best. So I feel like I could, yeah. Now before I let you go, man, you know Australian MMA kind of used to be 
a little bit of a joke that people would laugh at. But now you got a guy in Robert Whitaker. He's fighting for the title. You got Dan <laughs> Kelly ranked in the top 15. Tyson Pedro, yourself. You got guys such as Alexander Volkanovsky coming up. What's in the water over there, man? Because, I mean, Australian MMA is looking more promising than ever. <laughs> crocodiles <laughs> so, so we gotta man we gotta we gotta step our up our game just walking around living living our living our lives so we can't always or else we get eaten by crocodiles so <laughs> exactly man. yeah man i don't know like we we australians man i'm, I'm originally american i don't know i don't know if you need that now i live in australia man i love it here uh, I just have a great bunch of group, uh, bunch of people um, to help me out. Like uh, I've got really good training partners, really good coaches, and you know we're a small group. We're not like a big uh, Jackson's camp or anything like that. But we 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 get some work in, and we really focus on on uh, what needs to get done. So I'm really I'm really grateful to have the support group that I have here in in Australia because I don't have to move me uh my family and and uh have to go back to america but yeah well ben i want to thank you so much for taking the time to speak with me right here right now on half the battle it's been a pleasure let the audience know where they can follow you on social media and anything else you want to tell the fans go ahead uh you can follow me at ben 10 mma that's instagram facebook twitter uh anything else i want to say uh man just thank you for the support all around the world. You know, I'm from Sioux Falls, everyone from Sioux Falls to to Brisbane to Vietnam, my roots. Um, just really grateful to have everyone behind me and supporting me, man. It feels so great to, to, to have that and to get that win. Joining me now is Marlon Chito Vera. Marlon, welcome back to After the Battle. What's up, my brother? Thank you for having me again, and I'm excited for what's coming next. Oh, man, it just got announced. You're taking on Brian Kelleher in New York. You must be pretty excited. Bro, I'm jumping two legs right now. I'm happy about it. I'm I'm in a great shape already, and I, you know, as I told you before, I'm always training, so it's, it's beautiful to start training camp on shape, healthy, and happy. It's a blessing for me to Man, this is a good matchup because, you know, he made his UFC debut last week. He went out there and choked out Yuri Alcantara, who, you know, Yuri's a guy I've been watching for years. He's a guy I respect a lot. And Brian went out there and got him with a guillotine. Uh, were you impressed with that performance at all? Yeah, it was pretty cool. You know, I'm a, I am watch a lot of fights, so, of course, I watch the fight. I watch every single UFC card because I just like the sport at all. And... I was pretty impressed, you know, because he get through to the wolf and and he literally performed, you know. But now is now is my time. I'm coming in a winning streak, and I, I told before to my manager, to my coach, and I'm confident because my training is going well. So I told like I don't care who, I don't care when. I'm I'll be ready. I'm always training. I'm always eating clean, so I can't wait to go in there and, and finish this fight. Man, every fight is different, and, you know, obviously he's got a lot of experience outside the UFC. You have a lot of experience in the UFC. Now, it seemed to me like Yuri Alcantara kind of wanted to put him away quick, and he got a little bit overzealous, a little excited in there, and then he got caught. I mean, for you, man, I mean, where do you see the advantage in this matchup? The advantage in this matchup is, like, I'm hungry, I'm young, and I'm down for anything. Like, 
I would take everything for this guy and I would put him out. I, like, I don't care how, I don't care if, if I go stand up, if I go to the ground. I will go in there, I will fight hard, and I will get it out. I'm hungry. I, 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 every time I win a fight, I, I, I set forward my goals, my dreams. So I, I'm just pumped for this, and I cannot wait to get, in, get, get luck in that cage and fight. So, Marlon, are you excited to fight in New York, man? Because, I mean, there's been less than 10 UFC events in New York, so every time they go there, it's pretty historic. How do you feel about that opportunity? You know, I'm happy. It's a, it's a pretty big car. Even if it's on a number car, it's Wade Mangasilun, his former champ. Again, a super tough upcoming fighter like like Kelvin Gasselin. He's a young, badass fighter, and he's fighting against former champ. You know, I, I, I really like Chris Wade Mangasilun. I'm 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 really happy. I feel I feel opportunities are coming to me because I'm doing the right thing today. I'm working hard. I'm in the right place. I'm with, working with Tino Yama. Coach Colin is amazing. He picked up my level really fast. I feel I'm a different fighter and I'm excited. I train with awesome teammates. I'm I'm just in a in a point in my life. I'm just happy with every single part of my my environment, like my gym, my house, my my teammates, my jiu-jitsu coach, my head coach, my conditioning coach, everything is, is like together and I'm just living the dream, I'm happy and I cannot wait, but I cannot wait. You know, when we spoke after the Ning Wang Yu fight, you know, I said, now you're here to stay. But now after the Brad Pickett fight, now you're becoming a household name, man. Because, I mean, Brad Pickett's a guy that beat Demetrius Mighty Mouse Johnson. He's a guy that's had all these incredible wars. He's always in a fight of the night every single time he goes out there and fights. So how much did it change your life to defeat the legend Brad Pickett? You know, that, that was big for my career. You know, that, 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 that was something that, 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 that let me know where I am and let me know how, how good I, I, I am and how good I will be because I'm 24 years old. I'm still learning. I open my mind every single training session to learn more. If somebody told me like, hey, you have to correct this. I don't get pissed. I don't get upset. I'm just like, oh, really? Okay, I, 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 I switch it. I'm like, I'm, I'm always down for get something new for learn. And, you know, after I beat Brad Pickett, he was just like a sign like, Hey, you're ready. Like you have the level and the and the skills to be here, and you can fight with anybody. Brad Pickett is a guy that he can hang with every single guy in the UFC. He fought the best of the best. He beat the today champion back in the day, and you know that just gives me like a like a big word of hey, you're ready for big things. And I'm like, I feel I feel I'm ready for for big things in my life. After this fight, you know, one fight at a time. I'm all focused on this guy right now. I will beat this guy, and after that, I will figure out what's next for me. You know, obviously, you've always had great kicks, and your stand-up's always been on point, but this time, especially in that third round against Brad Pickett, that's the best your stand-up's ever looked, man. I mean, the jab was on point, the knees, obviously the head kick. Was that the best you've ever felt inside the octagon? I, I, I was a lot motivated, and I was like, I was like, you know, sometimes you have to decide moments in your life, like, it's like, it's now or never it's everything or nothing and that's how i think that's how i prepare myself every day i'm like i'm down 100 percent. it's not like okay i go hard one round oh i get tired i'm scared i'm not scared of getting tired i'm not scared of getting punched i'm not scared of being in bad position because i've already been in really bad position in my career and i'm like i'm just 
in a in in a moment that thinking wise, like my my mentality, my physical, like how I feel, I'm just like I feel I'm getting in that, that next level that people talk when they start training in in, in world class gyms, and and I'm, I just feel I can beat everybody, but I have to go step by step. I can go one to five, I have to be one, two, three, four, five. And that's what I'm doing even in training. I'm going step by step and I'm ready. And I will, and I, and I will show up July 22nd, I'll be ready for fight, I'll be ready for win, and I will talk the war again. Now Marlon, you've won in the UFC via knockout, via submission, and via decision. What's your favorite way to win a fight? Man, I'm a jiu-jitsu black belt, and 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 I and I improved a lot, a lot in my in my stand-up here in the U.S. And even my jiu-jitsu, everything got better. My wrestling, what probably was my weakest thing before, you know, because Ecuador we don't have like college wrestler and high school wrestling. But my jiu-jitsu was 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 okay. I'm I'm a black belt. My stand-up was okay too. I was able to kick before, but but not like today. Like my conditioning coach put my my conditioning in the next level. Um, my Tinoyama, my Muay Thai, and my MMA skills get way bigger since I'm here. And my Jiu-Jitsu with 10 Planets, we just, you know, grind every day, see different techniques, and just open up. If I was good in my guard before, now we're doing on top. It's, you know, like, we're always looking for get better in something. It's not always, like, in training camps, you just get ready for one person. But when I'm not in a fight, I'm, like, doing something like probably it's not the like hard training like sparring but it's like okay improve this improve that so i'm just like getting better every day and that's what coach like to do and that's why I'm, I'm i'm performing like that now definitely now you brought up the wrestling now I have a feeling that this guy, Brian Kelleher, is going to come out here and try to wrestle you. Now, I know you're comfortable in all areas of the game but are you putting more focus on the wrestling for this camp I, I, I'm keep training the same. I'm doing everything. I'm doing my striking, my wrestling. Obviously, if if he wanna take me down, I will I will wrestle against him. I, I got no problem. I won't get tired. My gas time is always on point. And if he wanna take me down, okay, take me down. But next what? You know, I I I do jujitsu almost every day, and we do stand up every day. We don't spar every day. We don't do matches. You know, I, I I want my brain healthy, but. We drill, we train, so um, whatever the fight goes, I'll be ready. And I will tell you right now, I will, I will go in there and I will go and fight. I will fight and I will get that win. I don't care how. I will just get a win. So I ask you this almost every time we talk, but I kind of need an update every time because, you know, as every day goes by, you get more and more mature. You get better every single day. So talk to me about the changes in your life since you moved to California because it was a big decision for you. It was a big decision because I have a family, you know. It's not like it's just me leaving and I say goodbye to my dad. It's my wife, my kids. So it's like it's like, it's like big deal make the decision to move to a different country. You know, living in America is not easy. That's why everybody calls it the American dream because America is a huge country with a lot of opportunities. But at the same time, you got to grind your fucking ass every day. You got to do something because you, you won't survive it just training and all. I we, I'm a fighter, I just train. No, you gotta work in here. And, you know, I'm from a hard worker family. My dad is a hard worker, my grandpa was a hard worker. He, you know, my grandpa doesn't work like that hard anymore, but they still do something and they all. So, uh, my mentality is just like that. 
my grandpa is like 80 something and he works today. Why I, I, I was 24, I'm just training and sleeping. You know, I'm, I'm working every day. My wife is taking care of me. She takes care of the kids. She cooks for me. She makes my life easier. So everything is like a compliment in life, you know. It's not just about fight hard. You, you need to have a, a base behind you to support you because this, this sport is tough, you know. Sometimes you don't have a fight. Sometimes you're like depressed because you lost and you need like good people in your back. And when I decided to move here, my manager helped me a lot. He took care of everything. And and I, I just say thanks God because today I'm in a position I can say everything is okay in my life. And every time, every day I wake up, there's something very coming in my life. So I decided to do the right thing to keep that blessing on my side, you know. You mentioned your father and your grandfather. What do they think about you being a pro fighter, especially now that you're on the level that you're on? They, they, they're really happy because I used to be, like, a lot of trouble before. Like, I wasn't doing much in life. I was just bringing trouble to my house. And I'm, 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 I'm glad uh, my, my wife got pregnant when I was 18 years old. So that put me, like, in a different track, you know, like, made me feel like, you want to that little kid watch how bad you are, or you want that little kid be proud of you and have a better life? Because I had an amazing life. My, my my father and my mother, they give me everything without being millionaire. They just work hard, you know, education, food, and just, you know, have have the essential things for be happy in life, you know? And now I'm a father of two. I'm like, if if, if I wasn't hungry when I was a kid, why I would, I, would, I would make my kids feel bad? I would, I have to be same and better. So it's just like, I'm just motivated every day of my life. I'm just happy to do what I do. When I'm tired, you know, it's like I'm a human. I make mistakes. So I'm like, sometimes I'm mad and pissed because I'm super tired. But at the same time, my wife is like, hey, you have a work. You're healthy. Be happy. I'm like, okay, thank you. And that's what some people need in life. People who help you to be better. Like I tell you before, Everything is on point right now. My my professional life, my personal life, my environment. So I'm I'm in the right spot, and I have to take advantage of that today. Now, Chito, they say that good things happen to good people. Now, I hear that next month or in July, Brian Stan and John Attic, they're holding a fundraiser for your daughter. You know, you're finally going to get to do what you've been fighting for for a very long time. Tell me what that means to you, man. That means a lot. Like when Brian Stan called me for that, I, I, I was like, I was like, dude, I don't know what to say. Like this is like super big. This is not just something cool. I would say like I love you, the man. This is like, like fighting for my life. This is everything, and this is my personal goal. So when he called me for that, I know John Anik is always taking care of me. He's, a, he's an amazing dude, and he's in, involved in this too. So. John Anik, he know me personally, but and even Brian Stamp is super cool dude because he don't know me that well, and he's still you know trying to do something for somebody else. So that that make me feel like there's people in this world like they, they they're really good, and that motivates me to be better to me. You know, like you know you have to. It's not all about receive. You have to give in life. You have to give without expecting get nothing back because that's it. That that's a good thing about life. That's what make you a pure person and. You know what you said before, good people receive good things and you have to earn those good things. You have to be good too. So 
it's all about be good and, and, and good things happen, bro. Yeah, man. I'm super excited for you about that. Now, Chito, I know you saw Max Holloway dethrone the great Jose Aldo. Could you believe he looked that incredible? Oh, I, I was expecting that months ago. If you check my Twitter, I always said Max Holloway was going to put him out. I always say that to everybody. People were like, no, the Loki. I'm like, dude, you don't put people out with Loki. You put people out with fighting at all and everything will work. Oh, he would chop his leg. No, nah, that's not happening, dude. I expect that. I predict that because you can see a hungry guy going forward. Fucking Loki is going to stop you. For probably a head kick, elbow in the face, a liver kick. But Loki, Max Holloway is the man. I'm a big fan of that guy and... I'm happy he get the win because I'm, I will follow him since the beginning. Since he makes his UFC debut against Dustin Porter. Man, you know how we talked about how good things happen to good people, but also when you're so focused and you're so motivated and you have a purpose and a clear vision, the things you want to happen will happen. And Max, you know, his dream was to be the world champion. Now he's the world champion. You, that's, that's exactly what you have to do. It's not only one the thing, you have to want it bad you have to want it bad and do anything in life forget it exactly now let me ask you your opinion on this fight marlon because we got robert whitaker taking on yoel romero and i personally think that's the best fight of 2017 who do you give the edge to man oh uh, i hope whitaker whitaker is a it's a pretty cool guy i i met him before and he's a badass fighter he's like he can hit like a um I hope he, he I hope he wins this fight. Like I, I I'm a big fan of Whitaker and I'm not pretty much fans of Cheers, so I, I'm with Whitaker a hundred percent. Yeah, and before I let you go, man, John Jones and DC are rematching. Is this simply a case where John Jones has DC's number, or do you think DC can make the proper adjustments to hand John Jones his first ever defeat? Oh, uh, DC can do nothing in this world for be the champion, bro. Jen Jen's going to smash that ass again. <laughs> yeah, man, I'm super stoked for that. Well, Marlon, I want to thank you so much for taking the time to speak with me right here, right now on Half the Battle. It's always a pleasure, man. Let the audience know where they can follow you and anything else you want to tell the fans, go ahead. Thank you very much to you, Bert, for always giving the opportunity to exposure myself. And you're a super cool guy, and I appreciate the support you give to the fighters. And that that's pretty, pretty amazing from you, bro. And, and people can... Follow me in Instagram, Chito Bear at UFC. Twitter is the same, Chito Bear at UFC. And my Facebook page is just Chito Bear. And I just want to tell thanks to the fans for the support. And the support of the fans is everything for the fighters, you know. It's pretty amazing. And we, we can be nothing without the fans. They, 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 they everything. There you have it, folks. Ben Tenwen and Marlon Chito Vera. Thank you so much for checking out this very special edition of Half the Battle. Make sure you follow me on Twitter at Best Fight Picks. Go to bestfightpicks.com for the plays. Subscribe to Half the Battle on iTunes, SoundCloud, YouTube, and Stitcher. Shaq and I will be back later this week to break down UFC Singapore. And until the next time, let's cash these bets.